Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios. This is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. Your afternoon of sports pleasure is beginning. It's lunchtime in Central Texas. What are we having? Uh, this is your standard regular lunch, I guess. Milk? PB&J with the crusts cut off. Well, Brian, this is a very nutritious lunch. All the food groups are represented. Did your mom marry Mr. Rogers? Uh, no, Mr. Johnson. Huh. Time for the press box. Here's your host, Ward Weiss. And it is lunchtime in Central Texas, brought to you by Scott's Lease Trailer and Pickup Outfitters. And it is a terrific Tuesday. Who said? I did. Taco mm. Tuesday. Ta- well, I'll do that. Terrific. That seems redundant. Taco. Both of those wow, things Taco are Tuesday? How can we get that hooked up? I can I go get you, us some tacos. I thought tacos. you were our hookup on that. I'm a hookup for everything around here. Oh, uh, <laughs> boy. <laughs> Easy there. Don't go down that road. I was going down the other road. <laughs> Anyways. Happy Hello, Tuesday. everybody. The NFL finished the first week of the wild card weekend. Excuse me. Super. Super wild go. card weekend. There we go. <laughs> and boy, was it super, huh? Uh, it was... I mean, we got a good game out of the weekend. We did. Out of that entire weekend, we got a good game. One good game. Detroit and LA. Sure, but. Yes. Now. A good game. But I like the Bills Mafia. They're awesome. They are awesome. Because they threw snow. They threw snow. I think it was hilarious. And they brought their own shovel to shovel the snow out of their seats. I love it. I didn't notice until we left after the show yesterday that it became general admission. Yes. It's just when when you get here, whatever seat you want to shovel off. Just find it. <laughs> now this, How this crazy is, was that? Now this did. was an interesting thing, too, because some of those had to be a little shoveled off. I mean, there were people all night, you know, and it stopped snowing at some point. So I imagine, like, I don't know if it was the upper deck or what, but some of them had to have been shoveled off. So you, as a paying ticket holder... Do you come in and just go for the already shoveled off seats, or do you go for the best seats in the house with your shovel? Best seats in the house with my shovel. Yeah, probably. Okay. I thought Ward was going to be like the, no, I like being in the third deck, seeing the play develop kind of guy. No. he probably. I, I would have set in the end zone. Yeah. Okay. I, if I go to a game. Hoping for a Lambo leap type of thing? No. Okay. I, I like to sit in the end zone because I like to watch the plays develop. I like, I like to, to be watch on the, the sideline. Blocking. <laughs> Well, yeah, that too, but I, like I struggle it. with the sideline. I miss a lot. No. See, I miss I, a lot I, of those plays that are right in front of the sideline. I, I see better on the sideline, but. That's just the coach in you. If if I if I go to a game and I have the opportunity to set in the end zone, I'm going to set in the end, and not, you know, not on the first row or anything, just anywhere sure. in the end zone where I yeah, can I mean, see plays develop and watch the blocking and, and the schemes that they're doing. That's just me. That's the weirdo in me. No, I get that. You lose a little, the little bit of the depth perception, but you do see, you do see it develop. You know, I'll give you that. Yeah, that's why you got the, the goalpost cam for coaches. Mm-hmm. Have so, you ever been to a playoff school? game? Yes, several. Several. Mm-hmm. I haven't. You haven't? No. It's fun. You should try it sometime. I was I went thinking. To one. I was thinking, in my mind, 
mm-hmm. that how grow in all the years that I've been around football, whatever, growing up in Dallas, how many cowboy games I've been to? Mm-hmm. I can honestly say one. One. One in the old stadium. I've been to two. And then well, you it. beat me out at Texas mm-hmm. Stadium. One uh, preseason, way back in the day for, with ESPN Radio. Mm-hmm. It's so far back that Deion Sanders was the starting cornerback for the Dallas nice. Cowboys. Preseason game against the Raiders. And then when Don Mikowski was the Packers quarterback, and the Magic Man, mm-hmm. uh, this was my first one. It was uh, my senior year in high school. We got to perform at halftime of the Cowboys-Packers game. It was freezing cold, and the Cowboys were just getting destroyed. It was 89, so that was a cheerleader? What do you mean you got to perform? Band. <laughs> Band. Band. <laughs> and I've been to 49. I've been to more 49er games than I have Cowboys. Really? Mm-hmm. It's weird. Well, that's not good. <laughs> I know. I think I've seen as many regular season Patriots games on the road as I have at Gillette Stadium. Huh. But ha- have you been to playoff games? I have been to a playoff game. I went to the AFC Championship game one year, locked into some tickets. Boy. Which was great. It was the deflate gate game. Aaron and I Pouring we need to rain. go to a playoff game. But I, I, I'm sure this is the way with the Cowboys, too. But when I was growing up, not to brag or anything, but it was impossible to go to games unless oh, you had I'm season sure. tickets. Like, I, you you couldn't buy, you couldn't just buy a ticket. I mean, if you had three, four hundred bucks, you could, mm-hmm. but you couldn't just, like, buy a ticket to a Patriots-Steelers game. The you old do. Texas Stadium, and I've been to, I don't know, hundreds of games there. But the AT&T, I've been to a lot. Mm-hmm. But growing up, in the Metroplex, we used to drive over to Texas Stadium. We'd park on the other side of the interstate, walk under the interstate, and on a Sunday morning, we'd just say, hey, let's go to the game. Oh, and we don't would, rub it in. We would walk under the interstate and just buy a ticket for 20 bucks oh. mm-hmm. and, and go watch the game. And we did that every Sunday or Monday Night Football. I remember watching O.J. Simpson play the Cowboys on wow. Monday Night Football at Texas Stadium. With San Francisco? No, he Buffalo. was with the Buffalo Bills. Still with Buffalo. Yeah, I've been there the with, when Tom Landry was still around. I was younger, mm-hmm. of course. But that was the Landry years. Mm-hmm. Fun. Anyways. I saw, speaking of to link these things together. But it was so easy to go at that oh. time. Uh-huh. Just to yeah. walk up and, you know, you'd walk around. Hey, I want 50 bucks. Nope. And just keep walking and you'd find one for 20 bucks. It never failed. It wasn't wow. like, buy your, buy your season ticket now. For yeah, I mean, $50, that's... $50,000, that's you can That's why attend. it was so tough. Like, because whatever, 75, 80% of the stadium is season ticket holders, and it's mm-hmm. a 20-year wait just to get once, once you're on the list. But um, I, speaking of the OJ thing, the OJ thing, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> I saw last year on YouTube, it was a highlights of a Patriots game from like 1969. This is like probably second year OJ Simpson, maybe a rookie. And uh, they were playing at Boston University, so rinky-dink little field, and there were fans like during the game going to him on the bench, and he was signing autographs. And the narrator of this NFL films type thing is like, "Oh, what a nice young man, this O.J. Simpson, <laughs> making time for the fans. He'll be a huge hit in the NFL, and like, on and off the field. It was so perfect. It was perfect." <laughs> I remember Look, most games that, are 200-plus yards. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I <laughs> remember being at that game, and people were throwing oranges on the field during the entire <laughs> game. It was so great. <laughs> that's funny. The guy could play, man. Absolutely. He One could of the do best some other things, ever done. too. 
One of the best that's ever done it. Last night, we got a treat, double Monday night football, or Monday afternoon and Monday night. I love that. I do, too. Oh, that great. was so great yesterday. Shut the office and go. Especially when it's freezing, freezing cold, cold outside. Yes. Yeah. And nobody's around town. Just lock down and watch a little football. Buffalo gets it done, 31-17. to 17. Yay. Mike Tomlin, is he out at no. Pittsburgh? No. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. But he, did you see his post-game presser? Where there was a reporter that said, you have one year left on your contract. And before she could even get contract out of her mouth, he's out the door. He didn't even comment. He was like, he I'm just not. He didn't say a word. He just turned and walked. I don't exit think stage he's left. going anywhere. I don't think he's going anywhere. I don't That's know. That's an easy question to answer, too, by the way. I'll just be like, I have a year left on my contract. Yes. It'll play out like but it plays he didn't, out. He didn't want anything to do with it. He was mad. Whatsoever. I mean, I, I get it. You just got... You just got drugged by the bills. Extended, yeah. (laughs) And you don't want to go into that, but boy, that just that raises eyebrows when you don't even acknowledge it and you just turn and are out the door before she can even get the final part of the question out of her mouth. I just thought that it was really, really strange. Well, you know what that So does that mean that he wants to go somewhere else or that he's just gonna say look i'm here i don't need to answer this whatever i i just there's so many questions there by not even acknowledging it to me and and i think what it showed us when he walked out was that he's po'd about not having a new contract he absolutely is Uh, yeah right and so it's it's one thing if you just act annoyed and you answer the question that means i'm annoyed that you asked the question but with him walking out it's i'm annoyed you asked the question and i'm annoyed that i'm on a one-year contract Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, I, I don't think he will go anywhere because of that organization. I don't think he will. They don't either. fire coaches. They think they're above that. I don't think he is either. And, and look, I he's mean, a fine coach. Wh- why would you? I, I I see I see the argument of as it got stale think, in Pittsburgh. I, I think the argument would be that we don't think Kenny Pickett's the guy. A lot of Steelers fans are starting to think that. And then it's like, well, this guy, Mike Tomlin to a fault, even though it's a good thing, always wins. They're always over 500. They're not going to get that blow-it-up draft pick. They're, they're, they're not going to get with quarterbacks Gee, in such familiar, a premium right? this year. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it does. Uh, it's, it's very similar to the Cowboys in that Cowboys have a better roster all around, but uh, you're in that situation where you're in that purgatory. And with the way that quarterbacks are flying off the board now, I mean, 10 years ago, it didn't need to be that much of an issue. You could get a good quarterback in the late teens, early 20s of the first round. You, you could do that. Uh, I know Aaron Rodgers is an anomaly, but he was late in the first round. Ben Roethlisberger was late in the first mm-hmm. round. Like, you could do that. Now they're going off, they're flying off the board. A couple years ago, we had five in the top 15. You can't afford that anymore. You, you've got to be in that top 10 of the draft if you're looking for that franchise-changing quarterback. And with Tomlin... It's a good thing for a coach. It's a bad thing for a franchise. They're just never going to be in that situation. Yeah, I I just thought it was really really interesting that he just said, mm, nope, not going to answer it. Not going to not <laughs> even acknowledge you. Out the door. Last night, Tampa Bay, wow, just absolutely destroyed Philadelphia. They and don't they don't even know who they are anymore. The Eagles now, They've lost I, their identity. It was a bad look. For the Eagles. They did not Rough. do a whole lot of anything good last night. But 
Credit Baker Mayfield. I mean, this yeah. guy found himself. Yeah. I mean, he he leaves Cleveland, which is a bad situation for anybody, in my mm-hmm. opinion. Always has been, always will be. But he goes to L.A. and revives his career for five games. It was on life support, yeah. Yeah, it was. <laughs> and now he comes to Tampa Bay, gets the starting job. and just After Tom Brady, by the way. After Tom Brady. <laughs> and just yeah. absolutely plays lights out. I thought he played well last night. When he threw that 65-yard, was it 65 yards? Yeah. Deep ball, yeah. Yeah. Um, but I was like, he's going for it. Yeah. I, the kid, I mean, the confidence did. is back. Yeah. It's completely he, back. He's got the swagger back. Yeah. And that's something that stood out to me in quarterbacks this weekend who are not top-of-the-line guys, but we talked about it with Jordan Love. We saw it with Baker Mayfield. Um, we saw it with Jared Goff, although he's looking each year like a like a top-10 quarterback, where these guys just play with some serious confidence. And it just shows you that how much the right situation helps. Mm-hmm. I mean, you talk about Cleveland as a as a quarterback graveyard. I think Sam Darnold has just gone from bad situation to bad situation and can't get himself out of it. Ryan Tannehill was in a bad situation for years with Miami, turned it around in Tennessee, and he's not jumping off the board with talent, much like Baker Mayfield. But when these factors come in and you've got a good, stable environment, you've got coaches that trust you, and yeah, you play in a bad division, you win that division, you get a home playoff game, and you beat a team that was in the Super Bowl last year. So credit to him, man. I You know, I, I don't know that this revives his career for another five or six years, but he's the guy right there, right there right now, and they've got a decent team. Tampa, I know it's a laughable division, but they've got a decent team, and they've got some capital for the first time in a couple of years since before mm-hmm. Brady came in and they were adding all those guys that Super Bowl season. Uh, they, they've got some, they've they've got well set up here for the for the near future, especially with the rest of the division being bad. But it starts with Baker. I think it starts and stops with him. Yeah. Really, the way he played last night and the way he's played really all season long. And the other thing is, he has the confidence of his teammates. You could just yes. tell that last yeah. night. He absolutely, absolutely has the confidence of his teammates, and that makes a huge difference too. And it, he didn't have that in Cleveland. And and you know what's a great example of a team that didn't have that is the one he was playing last night. They Boy. have they, I whew, them in Miami man, man that I have never seen two teams just completely fall apart two teams completely fall apart like that just crumble in front of our eyes the last month of the season. I told you they lost their identity they don't know oh. who they are and now that Kelsey is retiring I mean it's a big lo- that's a big that's locker a big room guy loss. gone yeah I think it's a big loss and now they are in. Real contention for firing a coach that brought them to the Super Bowl last year. Yeah, I well, I think it's a good coach, but clearly some, wrong. something has foundationally gone wrong the last month. I mean, oh boy, Philly Sports Talk Radio today has got to be something else. I mean, I, I, I just <laughs> my, they just completely fell apart. Yeah, yeah my nephew is a uh, huge Eagles fan, and he posted something about. Uh, I forgot some something something could play better defense than the Eagles right now, and all I put was, "Are things not going well?" <laughs> oh, no. He got upset with oh, me. No. I was like, "Oh yeah, the those Eagle fans <laughs> blocks man. you and everything." Yeah, we win that. or lose, they just don't <laughs> like you to talk bad. Oh, 
what a just what a catastrophic failure. And I mean, God, think of so dramatic. Think of, it, I mean, it was. That, I mean, to it's be fair, the Cowboys had it too. But but this Eagles one was a slow burn. I mean, it really started with that Seattle game. I mean, they yeah. lost the Cowboys and they were banged up. And I was I was on these airways making excuses for them. You know, oh, their secondary is a little banged up. Wait till they get back in it. They're, they'll face Seattle this week. Yeah, it's across the country. It's tough, but the division's yeah. basically on the line. These next couple, well, they'll be fine. And they were not fine. They weren't. They were not fine at all. I I thought beginning of the season they were gonna be undefeated. I thought I did. Well, they were ten and one at one point. Yeah, ten I know. and one. I know, but then I oh. don't know. I mean, just like the Chiefs, I thought they would have had a better record. I thought the Cowboys would have had. I just, you know, it's kind of it's it's nuts. And uh, the thing too with with the Eagles, I think I think a lot of their fans were hitting the reset button of like, you know what? It was a tough end of the season. We're we're gonna put that behind us. All these guys went to the Super Bowl last year. We're facing. What could be the worst team in our conference that made the playoffs in Tampa Bay? I don't care that it's on the road. Who cares that it's on the road? We went to the Super Bowl last year. This, we're going to get this back together. We're going to get our guys healthy. This this is going to be a, It might be tough in Tampa, but that's going to put us back on the right track. And they got smoked. Smoked last night. Has Tampa beaten a good team that bad all season? I can't imagine no. they have. No, no, they have not. Like a real no. team. Uh-uh. Although I wonder if Philly is that. I don't think they are. I mean, they, they didn't show much fight last night. No. Dis- disinterest. Just complete disinterest. They were unemotional. Well, and again, Cam just said it. I mean, is that the end for a guy that just took him to the Super Bowl? I I would not be shocked. Nothing shocks me these yeah, days. It, it would clearly take a lot. I mean, when you think about it from where we are, a neutral perspective, there's just... I just see so many teams fail at head coach for so long. And we, when we came in just before here, we had the, the syndicated show on, and they were talking about the Falcons and all the coaches they've had under Arthur Blank. And for the exception of Dan Quinn, who they ran out of town, uh, who blew the biggest lead in Super Bowl history, it's been a bunch of nobodies. And I'm just thinking with them and with Washington – and with Arizona, and with all the guys that haven't worked there, Carolina, and all the guys that haven't worked there, they were they had one, two, where they went to the Super Bowl one year. Um, and I just think there are so many teams that just can't get this right. I mean, this isn't even the best example, but I saw someone put out there, the, the Steelers have had the three coaches in 50-something years. The Cowboys have had four in 14 years. And the Cowboys have been a pretty good team for a lot of that time. Pretty good. Uh, and so I just see all these teams that can't get it right, and the Eagles are on the precipice of firing a guy who built this, built this team, walked them through the postseason last year, went to the Super Bowl. And that, st- that team that still has a lot of talent there. But, you know, so I think that's crazy, but you hear all these reports of the locker room's completely gone, and then you see it play out on the field. Well, you can't change your OC and your DC midseason. No. You just can't. Yeah. That was a huge mistake Didn't on his help. part. Did not help. That that absolutely took everything away, and you just can't do that. You have to ride it out. Although, to, to the other point, it's tough to do both coordinators, but Buffalo changed their OC in the middle of the season, and they got hot as a pistol. So it, it's that's the kind of difference of these small chess moves of, you know, Sirianni saying, I want Matt Patricia to call the plays now. 
things fall apart. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's like what they say in basketball of like the ball going up on the last second shot, and it's like good coach, bad coach, good coach, bad coach, good coach, bad coach it, until it goes in the net or doesn't. <laughs> That's the kind of finite details we're talking about here. And he had a hunch, went with Matt Patricia to to put in there as the defensive play caller. Guys won a Super Bowl as a defensive play caller, and Kind of when that happened, you know, it wasn't always the defense's fault, but once that happened, it all fell downhill for the Eagles. Yeah, it was terrible after that. Cowboys, well, they're done for the season. (laughs) Total meltdown. Glenn Stretch Smith will join us next on the Press Box. Recently on the John Moore Show. Chris Patola, our guest, ESPN College basketball analyst. And it'll be interesting also, John, one last thought here. All of these teams are playing in Foster Pavilion for the first time. What is the impact that has? I'll be curious to see what Baylor's record at home is by the end of the season. The John Moore Show, 2 to 3 p.m. Weekdays here on ESPN Central Texas. Mosby's Land Management is a family-owned business that's been serving the Central Texas area for over 20 years. We're an all-inclusive land management company that provides services such as tree trimming and removal, stump grinding, land cleaning and clearing, mulching services, demolition, cleanup, haul-off, culvert installation. Give a local Central Texas company an opportunity to work for you on your farm, ranch, personal property. Give me, Mosby, a call, 254-749-1648, or check us out on Facebook. I'll treat your place like it's my own. Don't miss the premier gun show in Waco at the base at Extraco Event Center this weekend only. Over 600 tables of guns, knives, ammo, and accessories. Everything you can imagine, whether a first-time buyer or looking for that special piece to add to your gun, knife, or military collection. They have what you're looking for. Visit their website, wacogunshow.com, or call 817-732-1194. The premier gun show in Waco at the base at Extraco Event Center this weekend only. Paparola's Pizza, Waco's oldest family-owned pizzeria, with two locations to serve you better, Valley Mills Drive and Hewitt Drive. Come down in for a unique experience or use their convenient drive through on the way home. Order online at paparolos.com and use the coupon code online for 10% off your order. That's paparolos.com and use the coupon code online for 10% off your order. Paparolos, voted the best pizza in Waco. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. Are you curious about QC Kinetics? Let me tell you what we do. That's Dr. Daniel Zuckerman, a medical director at QC Kinetics. We treat people who have joint pain, and we use your body's healing properties, the things that you already have in you, in your blood, to heal your knee pain, your joint pain, your shoulder pain, your back pain. You have everything that you need in you already. The same natural process that heals a cut on your finger also works inside your body. And so what we do at QC Kinetics is take those healing properties, concentrate them down from your body, and put them where they need to go. We are the experts in regenerative medicine. That's all we do. And best of all, there's no surgery, no downtime, or harmful drugs. This is the future of medicine. And your consultation is completely free. Call QC Kinetics, 254-415-4100. That's 254-415-4100. 254-415-4100.
Hi, my name is Amanda Cunningham. I am a local realtor that has a passion for people. I've helped clients buy and sell over 80 homes in 2019 and would love to help you buy or sell that perfect home. You deserve to get top dollar for your home. Listing with an experienced agent that specializes in not only promoting your home, but helping you get your home buyer ready is key. I have a team of people around me that make what I do each day possible. If you're searching for that perfect home, your experience should be pleasant and stress-free. Call me today. I want to meet you. 254-495-0338. Google Amanda Cunningham Realtor with Colwell Banker Apex to find my website, Facebook, and more. Maya Fuel should be your first and local choice for high-quality fuel and lubricant. They are Central Texas-owned and operated, independent distribution and bulk delivery company. You call, they haul. They deliver on-road diesel, off-road farm diesel, gasoline, and non-ethanol gasoline. Known for their great pricing and quickest delivery, they also offer non-fee contract fuel. Call Nick, the owner, for all your gasoline delivery needs at 675-8107 or find them at myatfuels.net. That's myatfuels.net. The source for Baylor athletic news and information, ESPN Central Texas. And welcome back to the Press Box here on ESPN Central Texas. Worldwide's Cam Stewart along with you here on this Tuesday. Joining us now, Glenn Stratton-Smith, talk a little Cowboys. And, Glenn, appreciate the time today. Hey, how you guys doing? Outstanding. A little chilly, but it's a good day. Sun's shining, so we're going to be okay. Glenn, how did the Cowboys go in to the wild card weekend, take on the Green Bay Packers, who's been a nemesis for them for so many years, and look so ill-prepared for this football game and just get absolutely drug? Well, I mean, first of all, if you're realistic with yourself, you know that Dan Quinn's defense, his scheme has issues with the Shanahan tree offense i.e., obviously, Kyle Shanahan, uh, LaFleur in Green Bay. They've had issues going in. That's one. So it didn't surprise me that uh, Green Bay was able to go down the field and score that first drive. What did surprise me was, you know, I didn't – there were a, there, there was a questionable call in there, and, yes, it kept the drive alive. Those kind of things changed the game. But Dallas had every opportunity to come right back and score. And when you're facing paying a quarterback $60 million and he gets an inside slant open to C.D. Lamb, that ball has to be 100 out of 100 times in 72 degrees in perfect weather stuck in his face mask. He misses the throw, throws it out front. They have to punt. When you come back and you look at the first two or three series of the football game, I think the Cowboys really got played off of their feet. Then about the time you think, okay, well, they're going to do something here to adjust offensively. Dak calls an RPO to a trips front. He runs front side hitch, backside slants. And I know I'm giving you a bunch of football jargon here, but it's a five-man box. You have five offensive linemen. The ball should have been handed in an RPO look. Instead, he tries to stick the slant side slant in to CD and gets a pick six. At that point, the football game's over. It, it, it's over. So uh, when you when you really look at how Dallas came into the football game, knowing they were going to have some issues defensively, they 
it's no secret, guys. They've been playing all year long with one true linebacker, and that's Damone Clark. When DeMarvian Overshone went down, when Leighton Vander Esch went down, they had to then play Bell, who was a safety down in the box, in a, in a, in just to get to what would be considered a 42 nickel defense. Well, really, they were in a 41 dime defense the entire time because when Green Bay came with 12 personnel and two tight ends, Dallas's only response was to put J. Ron Curse in the box. Now you're out physical. You're out. You you got issues with the run game. And I know what Dallas has done. They've said all year, you know what, we'll we'll give you five or six a pop, and we'll we'll gamble that you'll become impatient at some point, and you'll want to throw the football, and then we can match up with you, which they've done a heck of a job all year being able to match up with tight ends and running backs out of the backfield with that particular look because you've got safeties down in there playing that coverage. But what happened here Sunday was they got they got whipped physically, they got whipped mentally, they got beat from a coaching standpoint, and that's what's got this organization into the position that it's in right now and a lot of fans in this town ready to burn this place down. And Stretch, you talk about that defensive side of the ball and how, you know, Dan Quinn has struggled um, with some of his disciples and the, and the Shanahan disciples at, at stopping them. I think it was the Cowboys had played man-to-man, I think the second most in the league this year, and yet every big play that we're seeing from Green Bay, they're playing zone. Did, did that surprise you, that that uh, defensive game plan that they had for Green Bay? Was, was Dan Quinn overthinking it a little bit? Well, I mean, you, yeah, I, and I know what you're saying. I mean, here's what I don't know, and it's, you know, I, I, I'm I'm uncomfortable a lot of times as an analyst saying this. I don't know what went on in those meetings during the week and how they decided that they were going to get away from playing some man coverage and play more zone. Um, you know, that led to what you saw in the football game, which was a disconnect between the linebackers and the safeties because – Quite frankly, they left the middle of the field open a lot, and that 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 uh, you know allowed Love to kind of sling those balls in those two early drives on big third down occasions into the middle of the field, and they were get they, they were able to get soft in that zone coverage. Um, I, I may not be answering your question because yes, they have been playing a lot of man coverage. And they've done a decent job of playing man coverage. Why they felt like they needed to play more zone against, you know, a receiving core that, quite frankly, I'm not sure I could have named you one of them before I started looking at the film and looking at the depth chart. So uh, I I don't know why, but yes, I was surprised to answer your question. And I'm not sure why they didn't adjust early in the game to say, uh, we're going to go back to playing more man coverage. And I don't know if that's, you know, again, attributed to the quarterback and his ability to escape, uh, the tight ends, their ability to press through the middle of the field, or what they were doing, quite frankly, with a lot of those deep overs. And then at times they would act like they were going to run a deep over, stick their foot in the ground and sail out of it. And Dallas didn't have any answers for those routes and those route combinations. So um, I think it's kind of a threefold answer. Um, you know, and I, and I don't know why. Again, not being in those meetings, it's hard to really make an analytical guess as to why they didn't. 
other than to say that they didn't feel good enough with what their matchups were in order to match up with them from a man perspective. Glenn Sturch-Smith with us here in the press box on ESPN Central Texas Talking Cowboys. And for Dak Prescott, as poorly as he played early in this ball game, was that entirely on him or was that partly on Mike McCarthy and his play calling not setting up in the right situation? I mean, I you know, <clears throat> I've been openly critical of Dak. He is – his accuracy um, is, is inconsistent. He is inconsistent with ball placement. And, and this may be unfair because guess what? We all have our own point of reference. My point of reference is a number one pick and a first ballot Hall of Famer in Troy Aikman. That, that's my point of reference. That's, that's my measuring stick. Is it, is it unfair to measure Dak? To, to, to Troy Aikman, it probably is, but unfortunately, that's my that that's the point of reference I have. I can tell you that when you're throwing the ball in tight areas, the ball has to be stuck right on your receiver. You cannot miss those balls. I have a junior son that's a quarterback at All Saints. We, he'll tell you he's heard it from me a thousand times. You got to put the ball on his face mask. That's your responsibility control the nose of the football and drive it in there. Dak is inaccurate with the football at times. Does he make plays? Sure. Can he escape a little bit? Yes. Does he have an ability at times feel the rush? He does. But I'll go back to this. He does not have a signature win. And when the chips are down and when it's all pushed out in the middle, I mean, I'll put it on you. You're going you're gonna to take your last thousand dollars and you're going to bet on Dak Prescott? And, and, and I'll tell you what, I'll answer nope. it for you. If you are, you'll be walking around busted. <laughs> and Stretch, looking at Dak specifically, I know there are a lot of Cowboys fans out there that are just saying, cut bait, get rid of Dak. We're never going to go anywhere with him. But there needs to be an alternative, obviously. And financially, the Cowboys are in a tough spot. Is there any way that the Cowboys actually can cut bait with Dak Prescott, whether it's your opinion or not? Well, I, I mean, I, again, Seattle found a taker for Russell Wilson, correct? You bet. That, yeah. yeah, that tells you from a league perspective, if, if, if given the right opportunity, you, 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 could, you could get someone to pull the trigger there. Now, what, is your, what, what are you going to do uh, – to number one, they're not going to take all that cap hit. Number two, you're going to have to you're going to have to do a little bit of what, say, Tampa is doing and taking Baker Mayfield and you know paying him the money they're paying him. That he's going to get paid this next year because guess what? He took his team to the <clears throat> to the second round of the playoffs and played pretty well last night. I think the Cowboys are going to have to look at that. It, it is. You know, do you, do you work and say, well, maybe Trey Lance, uh, who they traded for from San Francisco, do they feel good about him? I mean, let me ask you this. You picked up the phone right now, and you were the GM. Would you would you swap uh, Dak Prescott for Mac Jones? Ooh, I've watched a lot of Mac Jones stretch. I don't know about that one. No. <laughs> from the Cowboys <laughs> side. <laughs> He went to the Pro Bowl a year ago. He did, and he's had so three I'm offensive coordinators in three years as well. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm just, I'm, yeah, yeah. And he's, and he's had, he's had a defensive coordinator try to be his offensive coordinator. I, I don't know. I'm just throwing out, and I'm not saying that's at all the case. I'm giving you right, right. different scenarios of how you could offset the money because he's still on a rookie contract and be able to move your organization forward. I'm not saying getting rid of Dak is your answer right now. You asked me a question. I'm trying to give you what I feel like is a, is a sound answer and, and a sound option if, uh, if the Cowboys were to decide to go that way. I mean, we've seen Dak Prescott continue to be uh, inaccurate with the ball at critical times. I get it. He had he had a good year this year. Threw a lot of touchdowns. Got a heck. Maybe has the best receiver in uh, in football and C. D. Lamb. And guess what? He may have the best tight end in Jake Ferguson. I arguably one of the best offensive lines in the league. They're one in three mm-hmm. in the playoffs the last three years with a tw- with a with a uh, with a twelve and five twelve and five and twelve and five record. I mean, I, I, is it good enough? I, I mean, right now, you know, they're they're ready to, I mean, they're ready to burn this town down because of what happened with the Cowboys. So I, I'm I'm not I'm not sure that I have the answer. I don't know what Jerry's going to do from a coaching perspective. Are they going to Are they going to change the offense again? Because obviously, uh, they gave McCarthy the play calling this year after letting go of Kellen Moore. Uh, in, in, in what was the Ernie Zampezi name the protection number the route system? Are they gonna and and they shifted gears and went to a West Coast system and 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 I think it was uh, initially it was a uh, friendly system to Dak. I mean you have uh, always have some sort of shallow cross coming, so you have an ability to get rid of the football in a hot situation. But you know, are you going to change that again? Are you going to try to bring a head coach in here that? <clears throat> will move and keep going with this offensive system? Or are you even going to change head coaches? I think there's a lot of things that you've got to answer before you answer what you're going to do with a quarterback. But I think that's certainly early in the discussion when you're going to talk about the direction of what you're going to do with this organization. And I'm sure that Mr. Jones is probably over there and, Stuttgart, Arkansas, and he's probably hunting ducks, and he may be drinking a little of that stuff till the world looks flat trying to figure it out. <laughs> Stretch, your gut feeling, though, is Mike McCarthy the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys come training camp? I think I, I think you got to – I just don't know how you go and sell that, Ward. I don't know how you're going to sell – I mean, ultimately, it's about the people that buy the tickets. It's about the TV numbers. It's about – what this organization does moving forward. And I'm not sure that I'm never for anybody to get fired. I'm, I'm, I'm a coach by trade and I've been fired and I know what that feels like. And certainly I know you do too. It's, it's, it's a, uh, it's a profession that's in a lot of ways you're blessed. And in some ways you're cursed. And unfortunately when you, uh, you know, when you, when you get to this point and, and again, I'm not for saying, you know, we need to fire Mike McCarthy or the Cowboys need to fire Mike McCarthy. I think that you've got to see where the organization's going and you're going to have to go out and sell something to the fan base. And I don't know how you go out and and sell 
uh, another year of, of, of Mike McCarthy as the head coach. So if you're asking me, am I betting my last thousand dollars? I'm going to say <laughs> there'll probably be a coaching change here. And, and stretch to kind of go with that, you know, obviously if that were the case, they'd have to look for a new head coach. And I, I know you're focused in on the Cowboys and what the Cowboys are doing, but is there any of those names out there that you think, oh, that could be a good fit for this roster or God forbid, is there a name out there that you think, oh, this would fit well with Jerry? Well, I, I mean, I don't believe that it will be Bill Belichick. <laughs> All right. Instead of, instead of instead of you telling me to handicap the horse race and tell you the horse that's going to win, how about if I pick you the last place horse? Sometimes that's that works too. Hard. Yeah, <laughs> get me that could get me some money too. <laughs> Save me yeah, some. That's right. That's right. You go to your church and I'll go to mine. I understand. <laughs> I'm just telling you that I, I think that uh, I don't believe uh, Bill Belichick. Uh, would be a fit here. I think Jerry has experienced that with what happened with Bill Parcells mm-hmm. and kind of how that uh, particular um, coaching GM slash ownership uh, relationship went. Um, I don't think I don't think it will be Mike Vrabel. Um, I think that Jerry will kick the tires maybe on talking to Jim Harbaugh, who is a quarterback guy who has done a great job, whether it was with Alex Smith or Colin Kaepernick or, uh, you know, J.J. McCarthy, obviously, at Michigan. Um, And what Coach Harbaugh could do here, I think think he'll uh, – I know you guys may think I'm crazy, but it wouldn't surprise me for Jerry to pick up the phone and uh, place a call to Nick Saban and say, uh, Coach, how about giving it one more more move here into the the NFL? I think – uh, you know, I think uh, he'll talk. He'll he'll you know, maybe take a look at a guy like Pete Carroll, but I think it's got to be with a young, dynamic, offensive guy, and then bring one of those experienced guys in to help coach him up. That's that's what I think could happen if he decides to turn the page um, from Mike McCarthy. But I um, obviously there's a lot of good head coaching candidates out there, and it'll be interesting to see how Jerry does it. I can tell you that knowing how he is, he will not turn loose uh, of Mike McCarthy until he feels good about another situation. So I think in the next few, excuse me, coming days and maybe weeks, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get a better answer to that. Glenn Stretch-Smith with us on the Press Box on ESPN Central Texas. Stretch, certainly do appreciate the time and the insight have a great rest of the week, and we'll talk to you soon, man. See you guys. Have a good day, man. There he goes. And and he's right. I mean, I don't think it's a crazy idea to call Nick Saban. Yeah, that wouldn't stun me. And it would stun me if Nick Saban says yes. I don't uh, think uh, Nick Saban uh, takes a job. But, but I, just, I think that phone call gets made. Makes that phone call. I just I, think there are so many candidates that have succeeded so much in the NFL. I think. I don't. T- I'm not saying he'd be low on the list, but I think he'd be about the fourth or fifth call. Mm, I think he would be higher than that. Jim Harbaugh, I think, would be a great call to make. Sure. And if you call Jim, how do you find your way up the draft board to go get his quarterback? That's interesting because, and we kind of talked about this off the air today or yesterday. I'm no salary cap expert or anything, but when we talk about the situation of Dak holding them over a barrel a little bit, uh, that means that you're going to have to trade some of your star players before they hit free agency to compete. And I'm, I'm talking about, you know, 
the Parsonses, the Blands, these, these kind of guys, you know, the, the Lambs even. Um, and so I, obviously they're not going to go to that yet, but it could be Jerry saying, we've got, Jim, we've got a championship window that we can push to two, may, maybe three years here, depending on the right quarterback. And so we are going to blow this thing up from a, a draft standpoint. I'm okay getting rid of assets from a draft standpoint to move up. If if you've got a guy that you have that you have targeted that that's your guy and it's not JJ McCarthy, um, we can we can go ahead and do that, Jim. I'm going to give you these two years. Uh, we'll do what we'll pull a we'll pull an LA Rams a couple years ago. We'll we'll get rid of them all if we have to. If we bring in the personnel that you need, we know that you're the guy that can get us there. Let us help you shop for the groceries. I think that's what it would take. For someone like Harbaugh, I think it would too. I think it'd be interesting. I think if you're a Cowboys fan, are you okay with that? I am. Well, it could it could hurt you. I don't want to see number four. Now, but I don't want to see number four taking snaps anymore. Ever. I just Done. I don't believe in him. I never have. Yeah, I can, He's I can a fourth it. round quarterback getting paid like a first round quarterback, and it's ridiculous. Well, there were times this year where he was playing like a first round quarterback. Okay, against bad teams. Right. Right. That's the argument is then you get to the postseason and that's still better. And I'm not defending Dak, but it's still better than every quarterback on the planet, except for about 10. Well, right. I mean, what is do you get? Right. That, no, that, he's in that range. And, and yeah. that, and that's the but, tough thing about Dak, but that does nothing for me. It, it does nothing for me. I don't care if you're playing great and you're putting up super numbers, you're scoring 40 at home against bad teams. When yeah. you play good teams, you absolutely stink it up. I think Aaron brings up the folly I was talking about yesterday. Too good to just outright give up on. I, I know. I agree. It's just, that's what makes it so hard. And, th- and that would have been, if they had given up on him two, three years ago, that's, I mean, right now, it's, it's still understandable to be like, we're cutting bait here. We're, we're starting new. Uh, it's just the, the problem with the, the quote unquote problem with the Cowboys is, they don't need to start new at any other position on the field. Just quarterback. Mm-hmm. They probably need a new coaching staff. Yeah. But in terms of this roster, there is nothing else that is completely uh, glaring. You know, linebacker like Stretch was talking about was a soft spot this year, but that's because you had guys hurt. Or you had injury. Right. So nowhere else on this roster is it a drastic need. It's just quarterback. I now that's so. the most important part, of course, but right. I'm not saying it's it's not as easy. A lot of these teams could just blow it up. And we've seen it the last couple of years, you know, Carolina being a big one, um, Arizona when they sat Kyler Murray. Like it's it's easy for some teams to do that. It is not going to be easy. It's gonna take some very meticulous moving around for the Cowboys to keep this championship window open and actually get a get you a quarterback that gives you a better chance to deck Prescott. Something to think about. Something to think about. Stretch made good points. He always does. She's back. Baylor women's basketball on 104.9 FM with Derek Smith and Lori Fogelman. The Baylor women back in action Saturday in Foster Pavilion hosting UCF in Big 12 play. 1.30 for the countdown to tip off. 2 p.m. tip off Saturday on 104.9 FM. Tune into Baylor Women's Basketball on 104.9 FM. 
Hey, it's Matt Mosley. You can make the decision right now to get lasting relief from that awful joint pain for 2024. Don't go another year compromising because of that pain in your knees or shoulder or like my neck, for instance. Call QC Kinetics now. QC Kinetics is the nation's leader in regenerative non-surgical pain relief. No drugs, no surgery, no downtime. This is not a Band-Aid. This is a revolutionary treatment that can get you moving again, get your life back. And listen, it's non-surgical. It's very important. If this is the year you decide to fight back against that pain, take the first step now. Call QC Kinetics. Get a free consultation on the calendar. Call 254-415-4100. 254-415-4100. QC Kinetics, 254 254- Four one five four one zero zero. From our family to yours, La Fiesta Restaurant and Cantina wants to thank Central Texas for voting them as the best of Tex-Mex restaurant for 2023. And thank you for the votes for the best of chips and hot sauce, best margaritas, best enchiladas, best queso, and the best tortillas. Making you hungry? Then stop on at La Fiesta Restaurant off Franklin Avenue in Waco. Check them out online at LaFiesta.com. La Fiesta, where passion is our most important ingredient. The flagship station for Baylor basketball is ESPN Central Texas. Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? No, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way. So it makes sense to have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. Experienced professionals using only the best materials. So for new construction, re-roofs, repairs, or remodels for composition and metal roofs, think McAdams & Sons Roofing first. And now McAdams & Sons Roofing are installing seamless gutters. They're insured and an A-plus rating on the BBB. McAdams & Sons Roofing will come out, take a look at your roof, and handle all the insurance process for you. Don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof. Let a real professional you trust do the work for you. Put McAdams & Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. Check them out online at mcadamsroofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. Every day, InCommons Bank strives to be the best community bank in Central Texas. Each of their six Central Texas locations have a proud history in the communities they serve. In addition, InCommons Bank offers modern-day services to their customers, including mobile banking, where you can access your account night or day, insurance services to make sure you are covered, competitive home mortgage loans, and free business checking. At InCommons Bank, you can open your new account online. It's quick and easy. Learn more at InCommonsBank.com. Member FDIC and Equal Housing Lender. Mosby's Land Management is a family-owned business that's been serving the Central Texas area for over 20 years. We're an all-inclusive land management company that provides services such as tree trimming and removal, stump grinding, land cleaning and clearing, mulching services, demolition, cleanup, haul-off, culvert installation. Give a local Central Texas company an opportunity to work for you on your farm, ranch, personal property. Give me, Mosby, a call, 254-749-1648, or check us out on Facebook. But I'll treat your place like it's my own. Spanning the globe to bring you the constant variety of sport, the thrill of victory, and the agony of defeat. 
human drama of athletic competition. It's time for Stephanie Sports Talk, sponsored by Advanced House Leveling and Foundation Repair, Epperson Tractor, Lafayette Restaurant and Cantina, King Ranch Turfgrass, Mosby's Land Management, Myatt Fuels, and now, here's Stephanie. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Come on. Wow. Oh, We've been anticipating that all day. Ridiculous. That's what you give us? That's the best you got? I ain't got it in me today. <laughs> oh. I'm not in a great mood. Uh-oh. I'm trying to be. You are? I'm trying to be. I can see that you're trying. Really? Yeah. Thanks. Mm. Thanks. You want to talk about it? All right. No. Well, you see. <laughs> <laughs> Feel free to mention names. It all. Well, I can't. <laughs> Oh, believe me, I wish I could. <laughs> it all started at home. <laughs> oh, stop it. Okay, so this is kind of serious, but not serious, but a feel-good story, okay? Mm-hmm. So, there is a baseball coach at Lassen Community College, which is in Susanville, California. Okay. Okay? He has 46 players on his team. Mm-hmm. Well, his daughter... Coach Frank's daughter, she's, I think she's seven, eight, eight years old. She has a disease called Marcus Gunn jaw winking syndrome. And it's where the nerves in, I guess, between her jaw and her eye somewhere, you know, on the face, like if she goes to smile, the eye will droop. Almost kind of like Bell's palsy. Yeah. That kind sounds of, pretty you know? similar. Yeah. Um, but um, as she gets older, she could opt for surgery or... It could go away. Well, she goes to practice every day when she gets out of school with her dad. She hangs out with all these baseball players. She goes to their games. She sits on the bench like she's an only child, and they're like family. And on Saturday nights, um, these guys will come over, hang out with them until she goes to bed. Then I guess they go out or do what college guys do, right? Well, she was being bullied at school. And she had a singing song recital coming up, and she was she didn't want to go because she was going to be in front of people. And if she were to smile, she would be afraid that her face, you know, would droop, and, you know, she didn't want to do it. So the entire baseball team surprised her, showed up, and sat in the back and supported her. And that made her – she was shocked, surprised, because – you know, those are her 46 brothers, and it was just, they they went viral on Instagram mm. and social media, and um, it was really cool. Like, she was all excited, and just, you know, they showed her their support, mm-hmm. and I came across it, and I thought I would just share it with y'all today, because I feel like I'm being bullied today, and I know that if I was in a recital, <laughs> y'all would Can be there. Can we get the MCC coach on the phone? <laughs> yeah. Can we get those baseball players down to, here? Yes. Can you? Can you please? <laughs> That's a nice story, though. Yeah. That's a really nice no, story. So, um, so then she had a dance recital, and she didn't want to do dance, mm-hmm. you know. And um, the team was like, "No, you need to do it. You need to do it." It seems like pressure, peer pressure. Well, I think her, her mom wanted her to do it, right? So the team was like, "No, come on, let's do this." And so the town that they all live in is so small. Mm-hmm. You know, it's one of those where everybody knows everybody. That when they went to her dance recital, there wasn't enough room in the place. So half, they drew straws or numbers. So half the team could watch. And the other half were literally looking in the windows to watch her <laughs> in the building. And I thought, oh, now see, 
that's how the world should be. That's how the world should Very be. Very nice. That's a so, program right there. Uh-huh, yeah. Nick Sirianni could learn something from these guys keeping well, a locker room. That's uh, something. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, so I wanted to share that with you. And um, her disease is getting a little better. But the doctors say, you know, they don't want to do surgery because it could cause more damage. But um, it's getting better. So hopefully she'll grow out of it. But it's sweet because those baseball players, they're impacting that little girl's life. Mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, when you have a platform, like I've always said, when you have a platform like that, you need to use it for good, you know. And um, I've talked about, you know, NFL players, you know, all these players who are involved in their community. But um, I always have a special heart for those who have that platform and really go out and work with children because children are so influential. So, anyways, I just wanted to share that story. Not real funny today, I know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but if the it's MCC okay. baseball team is listening, <laughs> Stephanie needs your help. Or the Baylor team. Yeah. I could why use not? a little support today. <laughs> wow. I thought it was going to turn in the direction of like, they came to her recital and they found <laughs> her bullies, stuffed them in lockers. Yeah, right? You would think These 19 so. year old kids. <laughs> Bullied the bullies and everyone lived happy ever after. Well, now, (laughs) well, because of it, she's now kind of like. Spreading her wings a little bit. Well, um, yes, and getting stronger. And now she's kind of even a little popular in her classroom. Nice. Oh, you think? That's Mm -hmm. good. Nice. Um, But she'll go to to her dance uh, practice or whatever. And then she goes straight to the baseball field. She wants to be with her brothers. All right. So. Very nice. So baseball players. Feel good story. I will come to your practice if you want. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure that's what they want. (laughs) Hey, I know baseball pretty well. Yeah. It's not that hard. You just hit the ball and run around the bases. Ain't that hard. That's all there to it. Ain't that hard, man. All right. I've been (laughs) saying Just saying, unless you're a pitcher, then you have to do what your coaches tell you. Fastball, curveball, overhead, under, whatever. Under. Under. Isn't that what you call it? Side. Yeah, it's, you don't you don't see. Oh, you're talking about like the submarine, like yeah, something. When you're really, I thought you were talking like softball. Yeah, underhand it. <laughs> well, they do that. No, they don't. Softball girls do. Well, they go like it, they wound it up. And, I mean, you should, were talking baseball. It. Yeah, I was, but yeah, follow my head. No, <laughs> no, not going down that road. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> I know baseball. Is it almost baseball? Uh, it is almost baseball. I know, and then guess what? We're close. We're, yeah. we're getting close. February 15th, pitchers and catches report. Oh, You know when I was when I decided I was ready for baseball season? When it was 19 degrees outside? Partially that. <laughs> Sunday around noontime, I'm just making a sandwich for lunch. My girlfriend asks me, this, this Sunday, two days ago, my girlfriend asked me, do the Patriots play today? <laughs> nope. <laughs> No, lots and I just <laughs> took my sandwich, <laughs> went in the other room, looked up when pitchers and catchers report. <laughs> I guess she's not really into sports, huh? No, which is actually a f- funny thing because I just remembered this too. I'm I'm reading this book about a Red Sox Yankee pennant race from the '40s, which is very on brand for me. And the one of the players' wives was they were going up to the uh, the the Catskills after. After the season was over, and they lost on the Red Sox lost on the final day of the season to the Yankees, they didn't go to the World Series. And the guy's wife was like, "Well, isn't this nice? We get to go on vacation right away." <laughs> and this grown man is like crying, and he goes, 
Don't you realize what just happened? <laughs> and I showed it to her. I was like, don't say this to me ever. Ever. Ever, but ever. this poor guy, I mean, he actually plays on the team, goes for six months. They they blow it in the last two games of the season. And his wife's like, yay, <laughs> he gets to go on vacation. <laughs> and, like, she might not be a baseball fan, but you got to know that this is not fun for him. And I don't know. It's, Stephanie it's, will never be like that because she knows baseball. I'll be like, ah, why'd you lose? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we'll talk grief. about it on vacation, though. Yeah. <laughs> See you at the airport. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thanks, All right. Steph. Coming up next, we'll talk a little bit of the NFL divisional rounds. That's next, right here on the Press Box. The Baylor Coaches Show returns January 18th, live from Rudy's on the Circle in Waco. And here on ESPN Central Texas, it all begins this Thursday at 6 p.m. for the Baylor Coaches Show, live from Rudy's, streaming on the Baylor Athletics Facebook and YouTube pages. And right here on the flagship station for Baylor Athletics, ESPN Central Texas. Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? Nope, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way. So it makes sense to have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. Experienced professionals using only the best materials. So for new construction, re-roofs, repairs, or remodels for composition and metal roofs, think McAdams & Sons Roofing first. And now McAdams & Sons Roofing are installing seamless gutters. They're insured and an A-plus rating on the BBB. McAdams & Sons Roofing will come out, take a look at your roof, and handle all the insurance process for you. Don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof. Let a real professional you trust do the work for you. Put McAdams & Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. Check them out online at mcadamsroofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. Don't miss the premier gun show in Waco at the base at Extraco Event Center this weekend only. Over 600 tables of guns, knives, ammo, and accessories. Everything you can imagine, whether a first-time buyer or looking for that special piece to add to your gun, knife, or military collection. They have what you're looking for. Visit their website, wacogunshow.com, or call 817-732-1194. The premier gun show in Waco at the base at Extraco Event Center this weekend only. Find sports news, streaming, and show podcast at SyntechSportsFan.com. In the market for a quality metal building? Since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe have helped Central Texas residential and commercial customers with metal building design, panel options, building components, and trim options. Pioneer Steel and Pipe's residential line is energy efficient, offers low maintenance, reduces insurance payments, is impact resistant, and carries up to a 45-year limited warranty. In addition, they can help you find metal building contractors for your project. Pioneer Steel and Pipe, with locations in Waco and Bryan and at PioneerBoys.com. Everything we do, we do for you. Save to win at First Central Credit Union. Only $25 to start your Save to Win account. Every $25 deposit is another chance to win up to $5,000 in quarterly prizes. Save to Win accounts must be activated January 1st through April 30th. First Central's Save to Win account is the smartest way to save. Everything we do, we do for you. Speak with a member service rep for details. Go online at firstcentralcu.com for official rules. Subject to membership eligibility and application policies, member NCUA. 
Slovacek Sausage has found a great home in Central Texas, and we're growing with you. We have found so many ways to celebrate all the great things about Texas. Football, family, and friends, and so much more. We have all of the barbecue, specialty meats, and over 35 kinds of kolaches to make your next meal or gathering a great success, and we do all the work. If you're on the road, we have the best place for your pooch to stop and stretch with our beautiful dog park. So with the hospitality of Texas and our Czech heritage, Vitame Vos. That means we welcome you. At Slovacek's, you'll love our sausage. From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuels Studios. Welcome back to the Press Box here on ESPN Central Texas. Jim Harbaugh did meet with the Chargers yesterday in the first interview of the cycle for the Chargers. Belichick has met with the Falcons. Are those probably already set now? Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I think both those will happen. I I would, yeah, I would say so. Um, I would bet my last $1,000 on it. <laughs> um, and I think what's interesting about Atlanta, and we, we talked about this earlier in the show, is – why it's the best fit for Belichick is not all the reasons that I gave of why Dallas would be a great fit. It's the other portion of this. Atlanta's going to give him full control. Right. And I, this is and what that, I was talking about from the beginning. And that makes a difference yeah, to Belichick. Yeah, absolutely. Belichick's not going to go anywhere that he does not have that opportunity, I don't think. I think the only place would have been New England. And I think he probably thought about it and said, no, that's not worth it for me. Let's just move on. Mm-hmm. And uh, and and it was something that I had talked about early in this cycle of when you know Belichick. We knew Belichick was going to be gone. What kind of teams would go after him? Because at the towards the end of the regular season, there were big time analysts who didn't think he would coach again. They'd just be like, "No, this is it." And I'm thinking, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think he just rides off into the sunset. Not not whatever. Fourteen, fifteen wins away from the record. Uh, he's not doing that. And so I think. I, the first thought I had with it was there are franchises out there that are desperate enough that they will just say, short term, let's give Belichick the keys. And and if we fail with what what could be the best coach in, in the history of the game, that's fine. And the initial ones were some of the ones I listed in the last segment, actually, like a Carolina or an Arizona or Washington or to some degree, even the Chargers, who have had some good teams but haven't necessarily got the head coach right. This absolutely, Atlanta absolutely falls into that category. Oh, I think so. And, and if I'm Bill Belichick, I'm not going to Washington. No. I'm not going to Carolina. No. I am. Because Atlanta, Atlanta I think has a Atlanta, decent roster. It, it has a decent it's roster. It's like what we were saying about Vegas last it's, week. It's, it's a quarterback away. Sure. Most teams are. But yes. But well, I mean, right. it, legitimately, right. Right. there's... There's pieces that you could place around a quarterback and be somewhat have an opportunity to be successful if you find that right guy. I think he's out there. I think there's a couple of them out there that would fit into Belichick's realm. And The other thing is he's a defensive guy. Sure. And he can take that defensive roster that – the Falcons have make a couple of tweaks there 
And I don't think they're that far away. No, it's very similar to what we were saying about the Raiders. You know, good enough talent on that roster. Better talent on that roster for what their records have shown. Absolutely. The last couple of years. And we're, I'm not saying they're one piece away from going to the Super Bowl. But no. to your point, they're a piece away from being a playoff team, especially in that division. You know, I mean, and and we have seen this year that some of these retreads can work. How much? Did, how much? How many flowers did we give Baker Mayfield in the first segment? Mm-hmm. And deservedly so. Joe Flacco for the last couple months of the season. You know, there there is a market out there which we have just haven't seen the last couple of years of these retread guys. I I think of a name like Sam Darnold, just giving him a chance, and it just didn't work. He keeps going to these bad situations. Uh, that that's one where it makes you think maybe this doesn't work anymore in this league. Maybe you need to have a guy who is built up from the start and Baker Mayfield and Joe Flacco are showing you, you know, your career can be on life support and be revived. Um, I will pose this question. I don't think it makes any sense financially, but they're a quarterback away. And we're talking about another team locally. That's a quarterback away that might be getting rid of a pro bowl quarterback. Is Dak Prescott a possibility for maybe not just Atlanta, but any of these teams that are bringing in a new coach and need a quarterback. I don't, it's a big hit. It's a huge hit. And I, what's the one thing that Jerry Jones never wants to admit? That, that he was, was wrong. wrong? Yeah. <laughs> in any capacity? Yeah. In any capacity. And by letting go of Dak Prescott and taking that hickey, that's a big, oops, I was wrong. And I just don't think Jerry Jones does that. I think no, it took he, him years he, to get rid of Garrett. He'll continue to to ride that, and I, I for one, don't applaud it. I think it's no, wrong. No, but you you backed yourself into a corner because it's going to really, really, really be hard for somebody to absorb that. Yes, and I don't know who's out there that would absorb that. Yeah, I just the, the only thing that I think of for that is any team that is bringing in a guy like Belichick, which we've talked about time and time again, is short term, right? Mm-hmm. It's not for 10 years. It's no. probably for two or three years. Let's see if we can make a run at the playoffs. Right. And if everything falls okay, maybe we luck into getting to a Super Bowl. But let's just get back to the playoffs right now. Right. And with a decent roster and with what Belichick can do with Jags, on the defensive side of the ball. I, it just, it's just a seed in my head, Ward, of thinking maybe they just take the cap hit on a quarterback. A known Pro Bowl quarterback. Is he a good playoff performer? No. <laughs> that proof is in the pudding. No. But if Belichick's weighing all the quarterback options, would he say something like, you know, we're not going to do any better than Dak Prescott. And I don't know that his, his teammates respond to him. We got a bunch of young guys here. Is that just something that they think about? You know, if you if you made me answer it, I'd say no. But there's just that seed that I'm thinking: Are they thinking short term enough mm-hmm. that they would take a gamble on someone like that? I think Possibly. it'd probably be more Russell Wilson than Dak Prescott. I think so. Not, I mean, they're. I, they're pretty similar quarterbacks, to be honest with you. Obviously, Russell has more playoff success, which is what matters at the end of the day. Um, but they're yeah, pretty the similar quarterbacks. Right, right. Pretty similar quarterbacks. Um, and Russell's going to be a little bit cheaper. 
if Pete Carroll takes the job. In Atlanta. No, in Dallas. In Dallas, okay. Say Mike McCarthy's out. Mm-hmm. Pete Carroll comes in. Does Pete Carroll say, okay. Let's get the band back. Let's get the band back together. <laughs> Wouldn't surprise me. I mean, they. I know they did get rid of him, but it's not like they were begging to get Russell out of out of Seattle. Now, it looks like now that Pete probably identified that he's played his best football. That could be the case. But I think it was just a time for the Seahawks to cut some bait um, financially and get started with, with something new, kind of a moderative, moderated rebuild. Mm-hmm. But I could see that. And Stretch talked about it too. Russell Wilson's still out there. The guy with the Super Bowl ring. And someone took a flyer on Joe Flacco this year. Russell Wilson has always been a better quarterback than Joe Flacco. No doubt. It wouldn't surprise me at all. <laughs> but what's funny about that is we talk about, you know, Belichick's not going to be a good fit. They tried the Parcells thing. But Pete Carroll bringing in Russell Wilson, I'd like that. And personally, I, I would like that for the Cowboys. But you remember who Bill Parcells brought with him after a year or two? Mm-hmm. Brought Drew Bledsoe in. Bledsoe. Let's run this thing back. Let's get the band back together. Pretty similar situation, by the way. A guy who had lost his job at the at the team who gave him a bunch of money and uh, had, had drafted him and all that, made him the franchise guy, goes somewhere else for a couple of years, gets a good amount of money, didn't quite work out. He's not terrible, but it just doesn't work out. And then reunites with his old coach. It would be almost exactly the same thing. But some, for some reason, maybe it's the naivete, maybe it's the recency bias in me. I think this one might work a little bit better. Maybe. Be interesting to see. I think I I'm think, ready for some chaos. I think it yeah. needs to happen sooner than later for me. I think Pete was is a better fit to today's NFL than Bill Parcells was at that point. I mean, he kind of lost his luster a little bit with the Jets. I mean, he took the Jets to the playoffs, but... He was starting to fizzle out there, mm-hmm. and you know, free agency and salary caps were getting more prevalent in the game, and he just he didn't have the same eye for talent. That sound familiar? It sounds like Bill yeah. Belichick. I mean, but um, so so to that end, while it is very eerily similar, I think Pete Carroll in twenty twenty three twenty twenty four excuse me is a slightly better fit and can win in today's NFL more than Parcells could in whatever it was two thousand three. Anyway. Be fun to keep an eye on. But it is going to get chaotic here, Ward. I think they will deliver on that for you. I think it will. Either way, I mean, we had this with the Baylor season, at the end of that season. If they fire the guy or not, it's going to be chaotic. Mm -hmm. There's going to be a lot of people upset. Either way. Yep. Either way it happens. And only time will tell. All right, coming up next, there's a big slate of Big 12 basketball, including the Bears taking on Kansas State tonight at 7. You can hear that game right here on ESPN Central Texas. But also Oklahoma State making a little bit of noise in this conference. They take on number 3 Kansas, who stumbled last week and only fell one spot in the rankings. Coming up next, we'll visit with Scott Wright from the Oklahoma. We'll talk pokes and Big 12 basketball next on the Press Box. Matt Mosley, weekdays from 3 to 6 on ESPN Central Texas. To me, it was kind of a rude awakening for the ponies. Paid their way to be with the big boys in a Power 5 conference. I don't think we should read too much into these bowl games, but if you're going to complain that you should be in a New Year's Six Bowl, you better go handle a 6-6 six and six ACC team. Matt Mosley, weekdays from 3 to 6 on ESPN Central Texas. 
Hey folks, Derek Scott here with Jim Turner Chevrolet. 2024 is here, and it couldn't be a better time to purchase your next new Chevrolet. For an example, Silverado is as much as $10,000 off. Traverses, $5,000 off. And the all-new Equinox, $3,000 off. And we also have the largest selection of new and pre-owned inventory folks that we've seen in years. And we don't play any of the games or gimmicks, just honesty and transparency. So give us a call, 840-3261 or 24-7 at turnerchevy.com. And remember, folks, we're only a heartbeat away at McGregor. We'll treat you like family. Find new roads. With tens of thousands of satisfied patients across America, it's no surprise QC Kinetics gets five-star reviews. I'm feeling on top of the world because of QC Kinetics. I'm able to do the things that I wasn't able to do for a long time. I can recommend them highly. I would recommend QC to anybody. QC Kinetics has changed my life. I couldn't believe it. I honestly was skeptical, but the pain went from a 10 to a zero. Real people with real lasting relief from joint pain. QC Kinetics Regenerative Medicine is regenerating me. This non-surgical approach is definitely the future. I tell as many people as possible. I am an ambassador. I love QC Kinetics. QC Kinetics, the nation's leader in advanced regenerative medicine. No drugs, no surgery. Call QC Kinetics now for your free consultation. Call QC Kinetics, 254-415-4100. That's 254-415-4100. 254-415-4100. Established in 2007 and independently owned, Alliance Bank Central Texas is committed to helping families and businesses meet their financial goals. From their tellers to their board of directors, they know the importance of superior service and competitive products. Customers have confidence knowing that their financial business is in good hands. Alliance Bank Central Texas with two Waco locations, also in Temple and Georgetown and at AllianceBankTexas.com. Member FDIC and equal housing lender. ESPN Central Texas is your flagship station for Baylor Athletics. Did you know that a male ostrich can roar like a lion? Did you know that in Japan you can buy watermelons shaped like pyramids? or that ketchup was originally sold as a medicine. Hi there, this is the Foundation Doctor. I bet something else you didn't know is that foundation movement can often be stopped by injecting soil stabilizer into the soil around your home. It's true. At the Foundation Doctor, we have our own proprietary solution called Stable Soil. Stable Soil is a quick, inexpensive application that stabilizes the soil under your home. It's fast-acting, long-lasting, and puts a stop to those pesky cracks and sticking doors. Only the Foundation Doctor offers this revolutionary product. So give the doctor a call today at 863-8800 or look us up on the web at INeedTheDoctor.com. So for doors that are sticking and cracks in your walls, the Foundation Doctor will make a house call. Rise and dine with the Fiesta Brunch at La Fiesta every Saturday morning. Come enjoy family recipes made from scratch like huevos rancheros, breakfast enchiladas, chicken and waffles, or on the lighter side, avocado toast. And don't forget to try their Mexican coffee, fresh squeezed orange juice, or even a peach bellini. It's a Fiesta Brunch. La Fiesta located off Franklin Avenue in Waco. La Fiesta, where passion is our most important ingredient. 
miss the premier gun show in Waco at the base at Extraco Event Center this weekend only. Over 600 tables of guns, knives, ammo, and accessories. Everything you can imagine. Whether a first-time buyer or looking for that special piece to add to your gun, knife, or military collection, they have what you're looking for. Visit their website, wacogunshow.com, or call 817-732-1194. The premier gun show in Waco at the base at Extraco Event Center this weekend only. Raise your hand if you're a Secretariat fan. At UBO Business Services, Secretariat is our inspiration. Secretariat gave his finest performance in the 1973 Belmont Stakes. He completed the race in a record 2 minutes, 24 seconds, winning by a record 31 lengths. This is our inspiration. Our goal is to outpace our competitors by providing an unrivaled customer experience. Reach out to UBO Business Services by calling Sean Hunt at 254-709-2101 or ubeo.com. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. And welcome back to the Press Box here on this Taco Tuesday. Worldwide's Cameron Stewart along with you. Joining us now from the Oklahoman, talking a little Cowboys basketball, is Scott Wright. Scott, how are we doing today? Hey, Ward. I'm doing good. How are you? Outstanding. I appreciate the time. And looking at the Big 12, and there's a big game coming up for the Cowboys coming up tonight as they take on number three, Kansas. Sitting at 0-3 in this conference is really not, because of this conference, such a bad thing right now, is it? Yeah. No, I mean, if if, if that was the only thing that was, uh, that was going bad for Oklahoma State, it wouldn't be that big a deal, you know. But um, with the early season start that they had with some losses to, you know, Abilene Christian, St. Bonaventure, teams like that, um, you know, it was uh, they were kind of digging themselves out of a hole early, and and really seemed to, to get things going just in time to, to jump into Big 12 play. And and uh, you know, they started with with Baylor and and had that that tough over, overtime loss at home, and then then road losses at Texas Tech and Iowa State. And um, there's no shame in in any of those, but it's just it's hard to uh, hard to look at this schedule and, and figure out where the wins are going to start to come for for Oklahoma State right now. And, and looking at being at home tonight, how much does that help this team after just the crazy week of travel they have had these last two road games? How nice is it for Mike Boyton and the guys to just be at home tonight? Yeah, it's huge. I mean, <laughs> you know, they, they'd rather have somebody other than number three Kansas coming into the Yeah, match. that'd be nice, but... But that's uh, it's still it's a fun rivalry that'll get fans out. You know they they played some pretty classic games over the years, and uh, especially back in in the '90s. And um, you know it's a it's a, a rivalry that still means a lot to the fans. But yeah, you're right. The uh, the week that they had, um, you know, trying to get out to to Lubbock originally, uh, couldn't fly out the day uh, the day before the game uh, because of high winds. There was 65 mile an hour winds uh, in uh, in Lubbock. They couldn't uh, couldn't get out there. And then, uh, so they ended up traveling out the day of the game, and and uh, you know didn't didn't look great. They were they played really well early, and then and then faded in that one, uh, and then had similar thing with Iowa State because of uh, initially because of of weather in 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 Des Moines, couldn't fly out on Friday for their Saturday night game, Saturday afternoon game, and and then got to the airport in Oklahoma city on Saturday to try to fly out and, and they're playing with having mechanical issues, tried wow. to find another plane. By the time they finally 
finally did it was uh it, you know they, they it was it was two o'clock when they left oklahoma city for a five o'clock game that ultimately got pushed back a couple hours they started at seven fifteen. but um yeah a really rough travel weekend and and then on top of that some some uninspired performances uh that, that were really frustrating for mike boynton so uh, yeah, being at home and and you know hopefully having some energy uh, brought in by the fact that number three Kansas is in the building, uh, you know it's, uh, it has a chance to be a, a really important game even if they can't go and, and pull the big upset. Scott OSU ranks second in the Big Twelve in three point field goals. How much can that help them? Maybe try to stretch something tonight against the Jayhawks. Yeah, that's a really big deal for this team. Um, you look back at, at at some of the recent years under Mike Boynton. And outside shooting was was one of their big weaknesses. And, um, you know, he had done some things in the portal where he had identified some guys who were some good three point shooters, brought them in and, and they still still didn't things didn't pan out. So uh, he's, he's finally got a good mix of guys right now uh, with guys that, that can shoot outside. And then some young guys inside with with Eric Daly Jr., who's who's six eight and, and and very versatile, can do a lot of things, including step out and shoot some. And and then Brandon Garrison, uh, you know, an Oklahoma City area kid who is six eleven and and really talented and and really coming into his own. Those two guys as, as true freshmen are are a big part of what this team is going to be able to do going forward. But uh, but yeah, looking at, at at tonight, if they can if they can hit some shots and get some momentum early, that's what they're going to have to do to keep themselves in the game. Then they can can try to have a little bit of balance down the stretch and, and, and rely on their defense, which isn't as good as, as uh, you know some of the other recent Mike Boynton teams, but it's still pretty solid. And you mentioned Garrison there. How much of a bright spot has he been? I know there's been some dogfights, but an 0-3 in the conference. You mentioned some of the, the tough non-conference losses. It's been up and down for the Cowboys this year. How much of a bright spot has Brandon Garrison been? Yeah, really important and and is going to be a, a big key to what this team is able to do going forward. He was a guy that, um, you know, got off to a really slow start in, in making the adjustment from, from high school to college ball. And, um, you know, then um, you sort of saw the light coming on uh, in, you know, December, mid-December especially, you know, had his first career double-double a couple games before they jumped into Big 12 play. Then, uh, then against Baylor in that overtime game, just had a fantastic performance: twenty points, eight rebounds, four block shots. He was making making key plays uh, in you know late in the second half and in overtime to to keep the team in that game. And so, going forward, he's going to be a guy that they can really build around. And if they can get him playing consistently and keep the outside shots falling. They have a chance to really make some progress this year. It's just a a, a matter of of it all gelling together. Scott Wright with the Oklahoman talking OK State basketball with us here on the press box on ESPN Central Texas. And Scott, it is one of the problems with this team in the depth that they have right now? Could they use some more depth and maybe help this team? Yeah, they really could. You know, you look at at, at what they do when they when they shorten the bench a little bit here in Big Twelve play. They're really relying a lot on about seven guys, and and you know you get in some of these games that are that are just just grinded out matches against some of these big 12 teams. And it's, it's, it's hard that that wears on your guys. 
Um, you know, a, a guy like Garrison, who you expect is probably going to hit a freshman wall at some point because he's playing so much more than he used to. You got to be able to spell him a little bit. And, um, you know, they have they have Mike Marsh and Isaiah Miranda coming off the bench as as big guys. But Miranda has kind of filtered out of the rotation now that they've tightened things up a little bit. And, and so that means they're asking more of of Garrison and, and, and Eric Daly in, um, you know, in the front court to, to really go out and play a lot of minutes as true freshmen. And that's tough. Um, you know, the, the guard depth is, uh, is, is good, but not great. So it's a, uh, it's a tough situation. Uh, but you look at, at what Mike Boynton had to do with rebuilding this roster through both the portal and through a, a really good signing class. There's just, uh, there's just not a lot to, to fall back on when you get to that point of, of a game where you need to dive into your bench a little bit. And we've mentioned a few times that that Big 12 opener where they take Baylor to overtime, had a couple of chances at, at, at turning the tide at least, if not winning that game. What was something that you saw that impressed you from Oklahoma State in that game that you haven't seen in the two games since? Uh, it, I mean, it, it sounds generic, but it really comes down to to just the, the grit that they showed in that in that opener. And that's something that's that's characteristic of of Mike Boynton teams and to not see it the last couple of games has been has been a little bit odd um you know they've uh, they've been they've been a little bit careless with the ball at, at times they've just been um really just inconsistent with uh with their their drive and their motivation in these last couple of games and and maybe the you know the road uh, travels have, have made things kind of got in their heads a little bit and and got them out of their out of their zone. We'll see if they they bounce back in a different way tonight, being at home. Uh, but um, you know, they just they looked like the team that they were back at the beginning of the season that that would show some bright spots in moments, but couldn't ever build on anything and get any, any consistency going. And that's what they've got to be able to do because they do have the talent to go compete with some of these teams, but they've got to they've, they've got to maintain that consistency all the way through. Scott, you followed the Big 12 in basketball, football, baseball, everything for a long time. But in this basketball conference, it has to be one of the best in the country, if not the best in the country. Could that be detrimental to this conference, though, after they chew each other up week in and week out? It's it's absolutely possible. I mean, there's going to be teams. I don't know if Oklahoma State's going to end up being one that falls into into this this realm. But there are going to be teams that, that are better than than other teams at-large teams that are getting into the tournament at the end of the year, but they're going to have so many losses. Um, you know, just looking at, at Oklahoma State's remaining schedule, they've got two with Kansas, two with OU, two with BYU. Uh, they've got Houston still on the schedule. They've got to go to Kansas State this weekend. Uh, there's just there's no let-up and and no momentum. They've got they've got TCU next week. They've they've got no opportunity to really get anything rolling. Um, you know, and I, I think probably by the end of it, their numbers, are, their their win total is going to be so low, they're not even going to be sniffing the bubble for the, for the NCAA tournament. But there's going to be other teams that that I think are bubble teams uh, that will be teams that are on the bubble, but they're 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 not going to get maybe um, looked at as hard because they're going to have a lot of losses, and 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 it's not going to be their fault. They're going to be really good teams that probably deserve uh, better. Um, you know, uh, more credit than what they're going to get at mm-hmm. the end of the year. It definitely feels like we're, we're seeing that pretty much every year now. And I think even more so, that's got to be a worry this year for some of those Big 12 teams on the bubble because even more than recent years, it's been everyone beating everybody. And just last week, we saw Kansas go to Orlando against UCF, who everyone picked either last or second to last with the season yeah. that West Virginia's having. And 
all they did was UCF beat them in their first Big 12 home game. So to that end, is it easier for Mike Boynton to sit in the room and be like, guys, you know, we have had two two stinkers the last couple of games, but you, you already took a top 10 team to overtime. We're going to have all the students back now. It's going to be a great environment tonight. Is it easier for him to convince his guys that they absolutely can beat Kansas with what we're seeing around the league? Yeah, I absolutely think so. Um, not only all of that, but, but you know, his, his teams have, have been overmatched against Kansas and, and, and played them down to the wire in, in other scenarios in, in previous years. So, um, you know, this isn't going to be anything new. But you're absolutely right that you look at, at just what has happened with, with some of the top teams in the conference over the last couple of weeks since, since conference play started. And it's, it's real easy to, to roll out the evidence that, that anybody can go in on any night. And uh, like you said, they're going to have the students back. It should be a completely different atmosphere in Gallagher-Iba. Um, you know, the, the, the atmosphere for the Baylor game was, was loud, but it wasn't, uh, you know, it wasn't packed out. There were hardly any students there. Um, so it's going to be a, a, a very different atmosphere tonight for Kansas. And, and I think the, the motivation to go and compete with Kansas, the motivation to put last week behind them, all of that is gonna is 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 kind of boiling up to to be a a strong bounce back performance for Oklahoma State tonight. Whether they can pull the upset or not, I don't know, but I think that they'll be able to keep themselves in this ball game. Yeah, and and I wanted to talk about that last point you made there, just about the atmosphere in general, because you know I, I've never been, but I remember when that was just a, a horrid place to play in as a visitor at Galgariba. And I, I've seen some Oklahoma State fans and, and even some people who cover the team on Twitter talking about how it's just not the same atmosphere that it used to be. And I, I used the Baylor example, and it was right after, I mean, winter break hadn't even ended yet, so you didn't have many of the students there. And I kind of want to link it to this port, this part of it because I really like Mike Boynton as a head coach. I like the way his teams play, uh, but the results have yet to come around the last couple of years here of getting back to the tournament. And, you know, I know there's some self-imposed bands in there still, uh, but... Is it is there still a belief amongst this fan base in Mike Boynton's message, in Mike Boynton's play style? And, you know, it, it's clearly attracting some good recruits still. Is it still a, a trust factor with, with the fans and Mike Boynton? Yeah, it's a it's a really polarizing topic right now, honestly, among the fan base. There are a lot of fans that that realize, you know, the NCAA stuff, uh <clears throat> excuse me, scholarship limits, tournament ban, the things they had to go through over the last several years that, that Boynton has been the guy that has guided them through all of that. Um, you know, uh, he's, he's had to overcome a lot just to, to put the product on the floor that he's been able to do over his seven years. And then there's the other side that look at it and, and remember what Gallagher-Iba was and what it felt like when Eddie Sutton was coaching this team. And, and, and they remember the times when this was a basketball school yeah. and, 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 so it's hard for for that section of the fan base to look at what's going on now and and not want to make a change at the coaching position. Now, side note to that, Mike Boynton's buyout right now is almost eight million dollars. It'll go down to about six and a half uh, after the season. Still, a lot of money. Feels like a little bit of a safety net for Boynton for one more year at least. Um, but that said. It is a, uh, it, you know, this is this is a place where they're really proud of the basketball they've played, uh, going back to, to Henry Iba and Eddie Sutton and and you know all the uh, all the other guys that have come along through through the years, and they want to see it get back. 
Um, you know, it's just the question of whether Boynton is the guy that can do that. Because like you said, he's been a great recruiter. He's been a great person for to be the face of the program. Hasn't always won. I mean, even you even look at, um, you know, when he had Kate Cunningham as the, as the number one overall mm-hmm. player in the country uh, a few years ago, they, they kind of, uh, you know, kind of underachieved in the tournament and, and didn't really uh, make the big splash that you thought they might be able to make that year. So uh, the wins have not been there for him seven years in the program you start to wonder is that is that going to come or is this a guy that's that's a really good recruiter but can't quite put it together on the court scott wright with the oklahoman talking ok state basketball and big 12 basketball with us here on the press box on espn central texas scott always appreciate the time enjoy the game tonight and we'll talk to you soon awesome i appreciate it fellas there he goes oklahoma state kansas tonight 8 p.m on espn Oaks need and a win. They need a win bad. Oh, they do. They're 0-3 in this conference. They played game one really well against Baylor, mm-hmm. held their own. Uh, Baylor able to get the overtime win. But since then, I didn't know all the travel issues they've had yeah, in the past two games after that. That's That's got to be difficult to go Ugh. anywhere and play yeah. when you're just in limbo and can't get off yeah, the ground. Up, get off the plane and go play. Like <laughs> Just like that, you know? Yeah. Um, and yeah, I didn't, I didn't know about that till yesterday. So maybe that clears some things up, but the last two games, they have just looked non-competitive good. to the point where I was saying, okay, that Baylor game, Baylor just couldn't shoot threes that day. Oklahoma state's down there with UCF and West Virginia and those, those kind of teams. And maybe that's still not true because you never know with this conference, but someone put it funny on Twitter. They had said, you know, Oklahoma State used to be a real, like like Scott mentioned in there, a basketball school mm-hmm. in a football conference. Now they're a football school in a basketball conference. Kind of turned on a That's dime, didn't it? Yeah, and I mean, they do. They have a proud history, man. And they, they had some really good teams under Eddie Sutton. I mean, mm-hmm. they made the Final Four twice under him, I think. I mean, they. It, I think that's the perfect way to put it. I mean, it was Kansas and them in this conference that were going to be competitive year in, year out. And now... They're almost kind of getting left in the dust, but I do like Mike Boynton. I like the way I like the style of play, and it has been a lot with the scholarship limits and the postseason bans. But at some point, when you he still brought in some top talent, Cade Cunningham, and now Brandon Garrison and mm-hmm. some of these guys, you got to start at least making the tournament here consistently. So we'll see. I mean, it starts tonight. If they if they can beat Kansas, well, who it, knows? This conference, who knows? This conference gets turned on its ear if yeah. they beat Kansas tonight. Yeah. I mean, it, it would mean it would be more significant for Kansas, but it would be awfully significant for Oklahoma State. I oh, mean, yeah. You can go on a roll after that. It, but It puts them on a track of going up instead of yes. just sitting there going, what do we got to do to get a game? And I think Scott had the same realization, uh, it seems recently, but he talked about it in there, that I think we have all had as Big 12 basketball fans looking at the schedule and being like, oh, my gosh. When are we going to have an easy game here? I, I know it's conference, but when are we going to have a landing spot? And for every team that's looking at it, it's like a month and a half away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think he's having that realization now, and I'm sure many Oklahoma State fans are too. So, But if they can get a win tonight, which is possible, they played Baylor really tight at home. They're going to have a better atmosphere. That that puts a, lot of, puts a lot of things on its head once again in this conference. Other Big 12 matchups coming up tonight from 19 TCU at Cincinnati and Iowa State number 24 at number 20 BYU. Both of those have the opportunity to be a real good game. I think you circle this one, though, and you'll hear it right here on ESPN Central Texas. Number nine Baylor at Kansas State tonight. And I, 
I know when you go up against a former coach in anything, you kind of have to look at it and go, all right, do I change stuff? Do I not change right. stuff? There's a lot of overthinking I, that goes on. Yes, yeah. there's a lot of overthinking that goes on, and sometimes that's not good to overthink the process. No, and especially in Scott Drew's situation where he does have the better team. Now, I'll say this. I'll keep it brief. I got a whole page of notes on Kansas State. This is maybe a bit of a harsh term in, in, a, in a flattering way for Kansas State, but I think they're almost a sleeping giant this year because they continue to get better, and they've gotten better at going into the conference schedule, and they've lost some tight games. They just lost to Tech over the weekend. They completely blew it. They lost by a point. Tech ended the game on a 14-4 run. In that game, though, they, they were turning the ball over all, all the way around in the first 10 minutes, and then they went on a 20 to nothing run to basically close out the first half. So there's, there is potential in this Kansas State team. They play suffocating defense. I mean, they, they held Tech to almost 20 points below their season average. Mm-hmm. They lost, but they, they've held, I think it's five of the last seven, they've held teams under 60 points. That is really tough to do. And they've got three of the top 15 scorers in the league. So there's talent there. It might not have all been put together yet, and I know there's been some controversy surrounding this program with uh, players being dismissed and, and Tang versus the president and all of that, but I think it's, it's a bit of a sleeping giant. I think they are going to be just as chaotic in a good way as these Iowa States and these TCUs are. Uh, they just they need to figure it out, and having a, a big home game, coming off back-to-back losses, having a big home game against a top-10 team and a team that you beat twice last year, that that could do it. That could put some venom into this into this building and into this game for the Wildcats side. It'll be a good game. Should be interesting. I think it's going to be a really really good game. I do. Close and scoring. I, I think Baylor, like you, is the better team. Mm-hmm. I think it comes down to: Are we going to see Scott Drew defense? Or are we going to see what we've seen? Not a lot, but every once in a while, it's just not that lockdown sure. defense yeah. from Scott Drew. And what we saw all you, of last year. Yes, mm-hmm. and what we saw all of last year. His signature is playing good, good lockdown defense. Mm-hmm. And last year and sometimes this year, you don't see that. Right, right. And we talked if about, you don't yeah. see that against Kansas State, they're in trouble. Yes, yes, and... And really any of these next few games, if you don't see it, because you know what it would be, it would be a regression. Because I'm seeing them move towards that, and I thought they played really well defensively on Saturday against Cincinnati. Albeit a team that has some offensive challenges in Cincinnati, I will admit that. Um, But they switched to a zone in the second half, and it was suffocating. And a lot of coaches would view that, and a lot of fans would view that as, oh, they went to a zone. They just can't handle it man-to-man. But I think it was really strategic by Scott Drew. He said, you know what? These guys are taking it to our chest a little bit, but they can't shoot. The easiest way to beat a zone is to shoot over it. Go ahead. Go ahead. It's like a team, you know, with a with a good pass rush and going against a team with a bad quarterback and saying, we dare you to throw it, man. You're not going to run it on us. We dare you. It's exactly what they Load did. Load the box. Yep, yep. And they said, shoot the threes. We'll give them to you. And that's where they turn the game around. And I think that's something that's a little misconstrued by Scott Drew. He is a man-to-man guy, but even in some of his best seasons in like the 2020, 2021, he has adjusted to zone at times, and it's worked perfectly. It worked perfectly on Saturday. Well, you have to be able to run a zone in certain yeah, situations. Yeah. You just have to. And he knows when to go to that and then come back out of it, too. Mm-hmm. I, I just 
I, I think that that is his calling card, and he does such a great job of understanding the situation of when he has to do that, when he has to press, when he has to get in the zone, yeah. when he has to force the hand of the other team. And he does such a great job of that. I, I think that that's going to be the difference in this year's team if they can continue to do that. I think so. And it's we've seen it in recent enough years, in the last decade, of teams that play a lot of zone go to the Final Four and win national championships. Mm-hmm. Like it's, not, it's not like the old days where you just said, oh, Jim Beheim will do it but everyone else that does it is a loser. Like It's just not the case, especially with the way the floor is spaced out now. I think you saw that on Saturday where Baylor played. Cincinnati was the second best team in the nation in rebounding differential going into that game, and they out-offensive rebounded Baylor, but Baylor was dead even in total rebounds, playing a zone the whole second half. I mean, they they forced up bricks, and they got them off the off the rim too. So... That's where it played so well into Baylor's hands that helped them out with something they're usually pretty good at at rebounding. It uplifted them a little bit more and really helped the defense in the second half and held them to, oh boy, it was 20-something points in the second half. So, I mean, it that's something that worked. That's a button that we hadn't seen pushed this year. And push number one, it worked like a charm. Absolutely. So I, I think if they have that versatility, they will become a, a top 25 defense, personally. Baylor, Kansas State, right here on ESPN Central Texas, coming up tonight. Coming up next, we'll get back into the NFL. That's next on the Press Box. Baylor Bear basketball all season long here on ESPN Central Texas. The Bears on the road Tuesday at Kansas State to take on the Wildcats. 6.30 for the countdown to tip-off. 7 p.m. tip-off Tuesday. Join Baylor Athletics Hall of Famer Pat Nunley and the voice of the Bears, John Morris, for Baylor Bear basketball right here on ESPN Central Texas. Are you ready to break ground on your next commercial construction project? Founded in 1969, Barnett Contracting is your single source for preparing for your next build. Their services include excavation, utilities, civil engineering, concrete work, paving, and storm drainage. Do business with Central Texas' premier site work contractor, Barnett Contracting, where they strive for successful projects and satisfied clients. Learn more at barnettcontracting.com. Maya Fuel should be your first and local choice for high-quality fuel and lubricant. They are Central Texas-owned and operated, independent distribution and bulk delivery company. You call, they haul. They deliver on-road diesel, off-road farm diesel, gasoline, and non-ethanol gasoline. Known for their great pricing and quickest delivery, they also offer non-fee contract fuel. Call Nick, the owner, for all your gasoline delivery needs at 675-8107 or find them at myatfuels.net. That's myatfuels.net. Since 2006, Scott's Lease Trailers has leased commercial belly dump trailers and commercial flatbed trailers to customers throughout Central Texas. The leases at Scott's Lease Trailers are available long-term or short-term. They have several trailers to choose from, and all their trailers are guaranteed to pass Texas Department of Transportation inspection at pickup. Family-owned and operated and located in Cossie, Scott's Lease Trailers. They will answer your phone call no matter the day or time. Call James at 254-422-5375. That's 254-422-5375. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. My house has a new glow. I love my windows. Universal Windows Direct. 
Now that football season is here and cooler weather is right around the corner, it's time to replace those old windows. When you call Universal Windows Direct, it's easy to schedule an in-home consultation where you can discuss your specific window needs with an expert team member. Universal's exclusive Unishield windows have 11 times less air infiltration as standard windows and have been awarded the most efficient windows by Energy Star for eight consecutive years. They have financing options to fit any budget. That's any budget. Contact Universal Windows Direct for a free in-home estimate. UniversalWindowsCentralTexas.com or call 254-301-7760. And don't forget to check out their great Google and Angie List reviews. I love my windows. They've got that brand new home effect. Universal Windows Direct. First Central Credit Union free reward checking earns 5% APY, refunds all your ATM fees, and has a savings account combo that earns you money too. Ask for Casasa Checking. It's our superpower, and it's easy to apply online at firstcentralcu.com. Everything we do, we do for you. APY is annual percentage yield. Eligibility and qualifications apply. Member NCUA. Sexton on the wheels of steel. Little gap band for you. Cowboys, disappointing. Exit the playoffs. Still no news on the coaching front for the Dallas Cowboys. Really no big news across the NFL on the coaching front except for a couple of interviews. Is that a little disappointing to fans right now? I'm, Disappointing yeah. to sportscasters yeah. <laughs> and talk show hosts. Yes, for sure, for sure. And I think the thing is, is I think people are waiting on pins and needles, you and I included, mm-hmm. in these next 24 hours. McCarthy and Sirianni, two guys who who coached in the playoffs on Sunday and Monday, could well be out. Who's the bigger disappointment? Now, look, I, I get it for us, but who's the biggest disappointment? The way the Eagles crumbled? Or Cowboys just not showing up for the wild card game? That is a tough one. That's the Cowboys. The, the Eagles were terrible going in. That's what I told everybody I could. That's that's the worst Vegas line I've seen on a game in in at least five years. Like, yeah, I, them I, at home against well, an Eagles team that had lost four out of their last five and had been just getting destroyed and including by the Giants yeah. in a must-win game at the end of the season, a terrible Giants team. The Cowboys, you expected to at least win the first game. Well, the Eagles yeah, I'm not necess- one. I'm not, yeah, I'm not saying just yeah. in the wild That's card round. I'm just saying season-wise. Oh, yeah, definitely. Season-wise, what's the bigger disappointment? Is it the Eagles crumbling after being 10-1 and one, or the Cowboys just getting embarrassed in the wild card round, I, I don't know which one it is. It's that's that's what makes it really tough. I'm gonna give the slight edge to the Cowboys. Gonna give them the win on this one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Most disappointing because it, they go hand in hand with the Eagles' downfall. All the optimism started creeping back. That's right. 
oh, they are going to win the division. Oh, they are going to get one, maybe two home playoff games, and we know the splits between home and road. And <laughs> they're going to play the Packers? Finally, we're going to beat the Packers. I mean, who are these guys? They don't have a single Pro Bowler on their team. Oh, and it's over. <laughs> a quarter into the game, it's and over. And you got drove. got just smacked around, man. At home, I would say that's a little bit more disappointing. But also for Eagles fans, you saw this happening for a month in front of your eyes. Like I mentioned earlier in the show, it looked like you were going to reset. You're playing arguably the easiest team to play against in this playoffs. And it just didn't happen. And a year removed from the Super Bowl, you as an Eagles fan are thinking, do we need to blow this up? Because we heard it was a locker room thing. And from what we saw happen on the field the last month of the season, that makes a lot of sense. Are we going to have to like mini blow this thing up? Are we going to have to get rid of the head coach? Are we going to have to get rid of A.J. Brown? What, what? It, it, it brings a lot more confusion, I think, for an Eagles fan than it would for a Cowboys fan. Maybe we're thinking of it too simply, but you know, even the most negative Cowboys fan would just say, get rid of the coach, get rid of the quarterback, mm-hmm. which a lot of us are saying right now as a reasonable thing too. You know, whereas the Eagles, it's like, who do we who get, do we rid, get of? rid of? Yeah, like what? 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 I mean, you've has, already, what you've has already moved on from your offensive coordinator and defensive coordinator yeah. mid-season. Yeah, which was not a good idea. Sorry, it just that never it works. It never works. Absolutely never works. But okay, you're trying. You're reaching for straws. Yeah. Is what you're doing. Yeah. For Cowboys fans. You've you've seen this movie time and time and time again. Is twelve wins okay? Is twelve wins something that you can live with and never win a playoff game? Maybe one every three or four years. Is is that good enough for you? And I would say no. For a fan, absolutely not. But now the question becomes is it good enough for the owner? I, and I it's, don't know. It's not the first time we've asked this question either. Is it good enough for the owner? And he has responded, whether it was, is 8-8 eight and eight good enough, like we were saying a decade ago, mm-hmm. to now is 12-5 and five good enough, because it ends up with the same result. Or it's exactly the, the second same. week of the playoffs. Either way. You know? So it's, it's yeah, I mean, the, for the fans, it's not good enough. And we've heard, we've heard that much. Does since, he care? Since the game ended on su- Sunday. But I don't know if he cares. And... and uh, it's a weird way to put it, but I do think he has he has so many yes men around him, Jerry Jones, so many yes men around him that I think he thinks he is doing the right thing. <laughs> you know, I think he thought it was a good decision to bring in Mike McCarthy. I think he thought it was a good decision to have Mike call the plays, and I think he thinks it's a good decision to bring him back. But Lord. I think that would be a massive mistake. I I don't. I think the fan base would riot if Mike McCarthy is at training camp as the head coach. And, and it's just let me one ask of you the this: something we've never really talked about because we keep thinking. And I don't mean to interrupt you. I'm sorry. No, you're good. But we haven't really said this because we think he's going to Seattle. But is Dan Quinn a candidate for this job? No way. Uh, it, that defense wasn't just terrible in the playoff game. It's been terrible. It's. Pretty there have been times the they've been really well, exposed. Well, it was yeah. bad the second half of the year. You, you also have right. to, you also they've, have they've been to, exposed a couple of times. It has been exposed, months. but you also have to look. It got beat up. There was a lot of pieces missing sure. from this sure. defense and I that think, was so good early. 
And I think maybe the most important part of that question is Jerry loves Dan Quinn. Mm-hmm. That's been apparent. I mean, part of that is because he ran a really good defense. He wanted to keep him on board, of course. But I think just from the way I hear them talk about the, each other, you know, Jerry talking about Mike versus Jerry talking about Dan Quinn, I would say he almost likes Dan Quinn more. And that's total speculation, right? But ah, I think that's a good question, Ward. I I think if Jerry were to fire McCarthy today, okay, and he lined up the interviews, Dan Quinn would be an interview. Let's say that. I, I think he would he is not letting the Dan Quinn ship just sail like that. Mm-hmm. I, I think he would I think he would call Harbaugh. I think he would call Belichick. I think he'd call Vrabel. I think he'd also bring in Dan Quinn for an interview. I really do. I wouldn't be shocked if he brought in Nick Saban. Oh, yeah. We talked about that. That would stun me. I, I Like I said earlier, I would be, I don't think I would Nick be Saban stunned would, if Saban takes the job. I, but. I don't think Saban coaches again. I, I really don't. No. But I think, you know, and, and maybe it wouldn't be a bad idea to at least bring him in and, and visit and pick his sure, brain a little sure. bit. And, and for the Quinn thing, too, you know, we, we and most of the media and most of the fans have already – Ship Dan Quinn off to Seattle, right? We've said the, the term, it makes too much sense a lot. And that's because of, you know, his time in Seattle and the success he had there. Mm-hmm. But all of a sudden, there's kind of this aspect that you weren't expecting. Well, Seattle would be great, but there's also the Dallas Cowboys, you know? I've had success here, too, Sunday notwithstanding. You know, I, I've, I've built a pretty good thing here. I already live here. I could, you know, I don't want to be a defensive coordinator anymore. I want to be a head coach. Why don't I just do that here? I, I think if, if Jerry really considers it, then it's between Seattle and Dallas. For all these teams that Quinn is is interviewing for, and if that plays out, he'll interview for, what, six teams? Mm-hmm. I think it has to be those two that he would have to make the decision on. I, I don't think it's far-fetched at all if Jerry puts a, puts a real, uh, real offer out there for Dan Quinn to become the head coach. Is it going to fix your problems? I don't know that. But in terms of trying to realize Jerry's brain, I think he would absolutely consider and push for Dan Quinn. All right. Coming up next, J-Mo, live from Kansas. He is live in Kansas. I wonder if there's snow on the ground. Second time he's been live in Manhattan this year. Yeah. I wonder if there's snow on the ground. I bet there is. We'll find out. Of the picture I saw outside the airport, it's uh, ugly. Uh-oh. All right. <laughs> Not like blizzard ugly, but just gross. <laughs> J-Mo's coming up next and followed by the Matt Mosley Show, 3 to 6, right here on ESPN Central Texas. And you got the Bears and the Cats coming up tonight right here on ESPN Central Texas. That's going to do it for us. For Cam and Aaron, I'm Ward White. Until next time, so long, everybody. Recently on the John Moore Show. Chris Patola, our guest, ESPN College Basketball Analyst. And it'll be interesting also, John, one last thought here. All of these teams are playing in Foster Pavilion for the first time. What is the impact that has? I'll be curious to see what Baylor's record at home is by the end of the season. The John Moore Show, 2 to 3 p.m. Weekdays here on ESPN Central Texas. Okay, everyone, check this out from D'Amori Fine Jewelers in Waco. D'Amori Fine Jewelers now has their own diamond growing machine right here in their own super lab. 
Yes, you've always been able to get a better premier diamond for the best price at Diamore Fine Jewelers, but now they have their own growing chamber. Yes, they still have Earthmine Diamonds and a great selection of those too, but now if you're in the market for a lab-grown diamond, this is a game changer because you can now get them directly from the source. No middleman markup and only the very best high color, high clarity, and high transparency material. So you can get an incredibly beautiful diamond at an amazingly low price. Come by Diamori Fine Jewelers on Waco Drive just past New Road and talk about your dream diamond that will become a reality. Diamori Fine Jewelers at diamorifinejewelers.com. Don't miss the premier gun show in Waco at the base at Extraco Event Center this weekend only. Over 600 tables of guns, knives, ammo, and accessories. Everything you can imagine. Whether a first-time buyer or looking for that special piece to add to your gun, knife, or military collection, they have what you're looking for. Visit their website, wacogunshow.com, or call 817-732-1194. The premier gun show in Waco at the base at Extraco Event Center this weekend only. Find sports news, streaming, and show podcast at SyntechSportsFan.com. At NeighborWorks Waco, we understand that buying a home can feel overwhelming, but our dedicated team of experts is here to guide you through the entire process, making it as stress-free as possible. We offer FHA, VA, conventional, and USDA home mortgage products. If you need that additional assistance to help you get into a home, we offer down payment and closing cost assistance. Visit us today at nw-waco.org or call 254-752-1647 and let us help you make home ownership a reality. Hey folks, Derek Scott here with Jim Turner Chevrolet. 2024 is here, and it couldn't be a better time to purchase your next new Chevrolet. For example, Silverado is as much as $10,000 off. Traverses, $5,000 off. And the all-new Equinox, $3,000 off. And we also have the largest selection of new and pre-owned inventory folks that 